the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Mike Gallagher. Mike, he was shown getting off the plane. I didn't know he had a new wife, and it was a private plane. Hey, Mike, I saw Al Gore on TV last night getting off his private jet, walking him to a SUV to drive him to the, uh, the scene of the crime there, whatever their place is called. Now, I'm not. let's be non-political for five minutes. Can we do that? I think you and I can do it together. We can do this. Let's be non-political. How could Al Gore possibly defend flying private to Davos, considering him ranting and raving about rain, rain bombs? Quick, duck, there's a rain bomb coming. The boiling waters. Man, sounds like he really does. It sounds like you're overhearing a conversation in the mental ward. There's something wrong with the guy. And how would he answer the question, how can you rant and rave about the perils of climate change and harm the environment that much by flying private Big, gas-guzzling, ozone-destroying private jet, like you did. Peggy is in Pennsylvania. Peggy, welcome to the Mike Gallagher Show. Do you know how he got there? Oh, yeah, I saw on TV, like the others have just said, they showed him getting off um, his private jet and getting into an SUV to drive. Mm, Unbelievable. See, this is what I mean. And you, honestly, non-political, this is not political. I'm absolutely being neutral here. And I'm saying this with love. Somebody has to get this guy psychiatric help. I mean, you've you got to hear this. I, I want to play more of this rant. This guy was the former vice president, almost our president, Al Gore, who made tons of money off the climate change narrative. He is so rich because of all of his green investments. And, of course, he fly, flies private. Listen to him yesterday at the uh, the heralded World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Emissions are still going up. When are we going to bring these emissions down? And, and just to put the science in a, a slightly different context, people are familiar with that thin blue line that the uh, astronauts bring back in their pictures from space. That's the, that's the part of the atmosphere that has oxygen, the troposphere, uh, and it's only five to seven kilometers thick. That's what we're using as an open sewer. If you could drive a car straight up in the air at interstate highway speeds, you'd get to the top of that blue line in five minutes. And all the greenhouse gas pollution would be below you. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. I mean, if you're watching this on the Salem News Channel, you're watching this on the Salem News Channel, his his veins are bulging, he's purple in the face. Yeah, that's normal. Here's a great uh, Twitter, a, a tweet I saw. This man who arrived in Davos on a private jet and was ferried to the hotel in a full-sized gas-guzzling SUV and owns three mansions, is a complete and total fraud. No question about it. 
Now, we're not flying. Nobody's taking any private jets over to Israel, but we're going to get you over there safely, comfortably. The Stand With Israel tour, people are signing up left and right. A couple hundred people already joining Dennis Prager and me October 25th through November the 3rd. Want to go to the Holy Land? Want to visit the places you've only read about in the Bible? Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com. We're headed back to Israel October 25th. StandWithIsraelTour.com. I hope you'll join us. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call them 855-565-5519-855-565-5519. What about the great Greta Thunberg? Is she over there? Oh, no, she was busy staging a photo op getting arrested. I'm telling you what, the whole world's going crazy. But thankfully, we got you and me in this together, fighting the good fight. More of the Mike Gallagher Show coming up. Stay there. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You've helped MyPillow become one of the most extraordinary success stories in America today. Well, now Mike Lindell wants to give back exclusively to you a Mike Gallagher listener. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet Sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale now for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code MikeG. Order today because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable. They have a cool, crisp feel made from the finest cotton on earth. Comes with a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this amazing offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order today. Get them while they're hot. Call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Use the promo code MikeG or call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Or go to MyPillow.com. Look for the Mike Gallagher Radio Special Square. Click on that box. And with anything you order, be sure to enter the promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G, or call 800-928-6034 like we love to sing. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G. Portions of the following program may contain pre-recorded material. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. So if you're getting the impression that the world's most mediocre people and least self-aware people are all congregating in Switzerland this week, you are on to something. Stelter is there talking about disinformation. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? What's he going to talk about next? How to get washboard abs? Joe Biden is now a hostage in his own White House. This is the sixth straight day he hasn't taken questions from reporters. No. From the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. Doesn't it feel like something is really changing? A tide is turning in the world. It's not just here in the United States. And Biden caught with his elbows deep into the cookie jar over the classified documents scandal. This is getting worse and worse. They have no explanation. I saw a poll this morning. 60% of Americans believe Biden mishandled the documents what are the other 40 percent saying because they literally mishandled the documents not, you, you could say it wasn't intentional or he shouldn't be having classified documents in his garage next to the corvette and certainly if you don't think donald trump should have documents in the uh, the fortress of mar-a-lago guarded by secret service agents then you sure don't think and listen to be fair i've made that kind of equivocation but i want to be Totally transparent and fair here. Biden has had Secret Service protection, too. I don't think they were at the House in Delaware. But I get it. You can't, you really can't say, oh, there's nothing wrong with Trump's documents at Mar-a-Lago and the world comes to an end over Biden. But you can't do it the other way around either. You can't say that it's okay for Biden to have done it and have a whole different set of standards and a whole different application of the law no raids on Biden's home in the middle of the night. None of the garbage we saw associated with Trump. There is a double standard. But, of course, in order to pass the consistency test, I would admit 
classified documents not being where they should be is a bad thing. And the hypocrisy of Joe Biden. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself? How one anyone could be that irresponsible? He owes the, the American people and Donald Trump an apology. He owes the American people and Donald Trump an apology for the way he wagged his finger and bellyached about the irresponsibility and recklessness of documents at Mar-a-Lago. And it's funny, the chickens are coming home to roost. I heard Jim Talent with, with, with Hewitt this morning, great conversation, where he put it in such good, such solid perspective. There was such clarity in the way he points out the chickens are coming home to roost. The Justice, the Justice Department smeared Trump with the Russian collusion crap, and now they are being forced to atone for this entire Biden scandal in a way that no one ever saw coming. There is something is happening in America. Something is happening in the world. That goofy New Zealand prime minister who had some of the most ridiculously draconian and onerous COVID mandates in the world? Oh, if you see your neighbor, call the police. If she closed everything down. And apparently the people of New Zealand are through with her, so she tearfully resigned yesterday. All over the world, people are saying, this has got to end. You cannot use COVID as a tool anymore to try to control people. You cannot continue to use the pandemic as a weapon to control citizens. Enough is enough is enough. Ron DeSantis knows it. You know, uh, there's this debate about what's going to happen in 2024, Trump versus DeSantis. I'm hearing from people who don't like the fact that President Trump uh, spearheaded Operation Warp Speed. These are people who don't like the vaccine. Um, That throws them, I guess, into the DeSantis camp. I don't know. But what I do know is Ron DeSantis is on record as saying no more mandates, no more vaccine requirements, no more mask requirements in the state of Florida. If you have the booster, you can eat lunch normally. If you don't, you got to be segregated in the corner for not having the booster. Maybe they make you wear a mask, all this stuff, even though the boosted person is more likely to be getting it. So it's insane. It's irrational. And so no discrimination uh, on this VAC status. Uh, no requirements uh, of masking in lieu of VAX or for any other reason. And those are really, really important. You know, sometimes you just have to say a Enough is enough. Sometimes you have to say enough is enough. He's pushing for a permanent ban on all mask and COVID vaccine mandates. I don't know any governor, maybe there are others, but Ron DeSantis is being, you know, tightly scrutinized. Everybody's watching him, see what he's going to do next year. Um, he, he, he went on to say that getting rid of all of these mandates would liberate Florida from the biomedical security state. Now, the media likes to think of him as a contrarian. He's not a contrarian. He's reflecting He's reflecting the will of the people. I, I just wonder what people who lost their jobs are doing today. We've heard horror story after horror story. Heard a story about a woman yesterday who lost all of her health insurance and died. She couldn't get medical care. She had a job that she had held proudly for 20 years. They fired her because she didn't want to get the ma- the vaccine mandate or get the vaccine. She got sick, not from COVID, but from another um, disease, and she didn't have health, health insurance. How could these companies, how could these CEOs, how could these folks live, sleep with, look in the mirror and sleep at night? How could they live with themselves? So there's Ron DeSantis. The governor of Florida, 
touting a permanent ban on all mandates, including masks. It's about time. There's something changing. There's a, there's there, and and then we're looking back. The country is laughing at these clowns at Davos, the World Economic Forum. I will never stop teasing my friend and colleague Hugh Hewitt for announcing that he was invited. That's a bad thing. You don't want to be invited to this nut house. It's hysterical. I mean, these people are carrying on. Brian Stelter is one of the distinguished panelists. This is the guy that got fired on CNN. The little bald-headed guy. Greg Gutfeld on The Five had a very funny take about Brian Stelter somehow being an expert on misinformation in the media. Of all people, the irony, of course, is lost on all of these globalists at Davos. Listen to this. Uh, Stelter's there when all else fails. Stelter is there talking about disinformation. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? What's he going to talk about next? How to get washboard abs? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I'm not invited to these things because I have solutions. And if you go there with solutions, they can't have their fun anymore. So the climate change thing is great because every year that's always going to be the problem. Always the problem. You can still have your Davos party. You can still fly in because it'll never be solved. And fly in on your private jets, which to me is the one that makes me crazy. Derek did uh, did some, some digging around. 1,040 private jets are lined up at the anti-climate uh, global warming clown show. One that, including apparently Al Gore. Now, we can't find that. We can't get official confirmation, but people have been calling me telling me that Al Gore was seen getting off his private jet at Davos. How in God's name can you justify a giant waste of carbon emissions like a private jet for, like, him and his wife? A couple of people. I mean, if I were on the climate change bandwagon, I wouldn't have the, the gall to get on a private jet. Plenty of commercial flights go into Switzerland. It's the equivalent of carpooling. You're being climate responsible. I guarantee you John Kerry didn't fly coach going over to Davos. Listen to this nutcase. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we, a select group of human beings, because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives, are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy, tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-getter, whatever, and, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. No, no, you were right the first time. We do think you're a crazy, tree-hugging, liberal, whack job. Extraterrestrial? Ex- oh, it's extraterrestrial. Well, here's some extraterrestrial for you. I think somebody who has been is, is always out of the spotlight, except when this goofy summit comes up, uh, Davos and the World Economic Forum, somebody didn't take his meds. Creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say... We have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had, and we need have had, and we need to make some changes. I mean, this guy has lost his marbles, and of course, he's crazy like a fox because he's laughed all the way to the bank and back. You know how rich Al Gore has gotten off climate change? Man, oh man, you can't make these people are such frauds. And such, they're part of such a clown show, I don't even know where to begin. But I'll begin where I always do, with you, and invite you to join us. 
800-655-MIKE. Let's put your voice front and center. It feels like there is some good things happening. There are some changes in the air. Maybe I'm just being overly optimistic, but I don't think so. Andrew from Largo, Florida wants to know, where is Greta Thunberg at this convention of craziness? Well, she got arrested. I think she was in Germany, and it was a big photo op. Did you see the videos online? They staged it. You know, Greta taken away in handcuffs. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? If you miss any part of the Mike Gallagher Show, you can hear all the important moments from the show when you subscribe to the Mike Gallagher Show podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the Mike Gallagher Show podcasts today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The Mike Gallagher Show. An autonomous zone for people who wish to be homeless. This is where you can go and practice this experimental lifestyle, right? And if uh, if you're back in the city panhandling, uh, we'll take you back there. Or we'll get you help. But you're going to go back to that place because that's where it's legal. But you know what? That's what they want in the city. They cannot live on your street. In the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike. I'm going to look up on my uh, my app on my phone what a round-trip ticket first class would be from Nashville to Zurich because that's the nearest airport to Davos. And we're going to find out because that where, he lives in Tennessee, right? Does he still have his big mansion with all the solar panels in Tennessee? And he only had the solar panels because George Bush embarrassed him because Gore was ranting and raving about climate change, George Bush actually had more uh, 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 environmentally fr- environment-friendly aspects to his ranch. They had, like, they collected rainwater and recycled it, and they had solar panels, I guess. Gore didn't have any of that on his mansion in Nashville. But then he got embarrassed, and then he had to pop on some solar panels. They're probably not even plugged in. They probably got those 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 solar glass squares on his roof and they're not connected <laughs> i mean you just can't you cannot believe this crap i you look around let, let me let me play uh the part about the boiling oceans did you know the oil is o- oceans are boiling and that we're suffering from rain bombs what the heck's a rain bomb does that mean it rains hard what do you think nutcase is talking about with this one And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Wow. There you go. So what would he say when somebody says, uh, Mr. Vice President, since you're worried about the boiling oceans and the rain bombs and the atmosphere sucking up whatever, why did you fly private over to Davos? Dale is in Winston, Michigan. Hey, Dave, Dave rather. How you doing, Dave? Hey, Mike, how you doing? I love your show. Wix of Michigan. Hey, uh, listen... 
he actually believes that he's going to save the world. He is so pompous. He's so arrogant. Him and all his Hollywood buddies like DiCaprio with their yachts and everything. Yep. Hey, you know, a blue-collar guy like me, I just look at that. And I laugh, Mike. That's all Seriously. we're all we're all laughing, and I appreciate your kind words. We're all laughing at him. We're all pointing our finger at him. You remember when John, I got a bunch of text messages coming in on the My Pillow text line? He's already answered the question. He said his work is so important he needs to get places quick. They're more important than we are, don't you know? The guy is whacked out. Um, here's Len who writes. Al Gore would probably be something would probably say something like John Kerry said when asked the same question. It's the logical choice for people like me. Remember when hey Derek, can you find that clip of John Kerry? Because they do say he came right out and said it. For people like me, it's just logical to fly somewhere private. Logical? You know what's logical? Getting on Delta with everybody else and flying over to Zurich. And one of my favorite texters, Austin in Clearwater, writes, just as it's okay for them to be protected with uh, M4s while our AR-15s are being confiscated, so too it's okay for them to ruin the ozone because they're important and we're just the peasants. Man, isn't that true? 800-655-MIKE. Brian in Atlanta. Hey, Brian, what would Al Gore say if, if any reporter dared ask him how can you be such a hypocrite over flying private to Davos? What would he say? Because the plane was going there anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in trouble. Unfortunately, it would not be going there anyways. He makes it go there. Thanks. Curtis, also in Atlanta. Hi, Curtis. Welcome aboard. Hi. Hi. Uh, I think I, I think that what he would say is, is that, it, that he has to fly private because he, he, he's too, it'd be too dangerous for him to fly commercial and what would be, would be at risk. and why and how could his life be at risk on a commercial flight on american airlines how was it how would he be he, he has to walk into the airport and people be trying to kill him trying to get in there <laughs> yeah trust me he ain't that important nobody's trying to kill al gore nobody's trying to get to him and nobody even knows who he is anymore and he sure doesn't have he isn't a security risk uh and he, believe me i mean that could be his. That would be a better effort than John Kerry's. Wait to hear what Kerry actually said about his habit of flying private when he's ranting and raving like a mental case about climate change. Eight hundred six five five Mike Dean in Naples, Florida. Hi, Dean. Uh, hey, Mike. Yeah, I think Al Gore would probably try to convince you that. Uh, in his uh, perspective, it's more important to fly around the world and get get his word out to people, you know, because he thinks uh, it's so important. But he could fly around the world. But, he could just fly commercial. You can fly commercial well, he, around the world. Yeah, but, you know, he's not going to do that. He oh. wants to go where he wants to go when he wants to go. And he can go where he wants to go when he wants to go commercial. He can get on. You can go online. Let me look it up. Let me look at Delta just for grins. Delta. I want to look at the Delta app. I'm going to look for, um, uh, let's see, I'm going to do Atlanta, because that's a big hub. We'll do Atlanta to Zurich. Book a flight. Let's leave Friday, January 27th. One person, Atlanta to Zurich. One uh, round, Let's see, let's do round trip. We'll leave on the 27th, and we'll come back on the 3rd. How about that? One week in Zurich. Fine flights, Atlantic to Zurich. That's how you get to Davos. Um, and let me just pull it up here on the uh, the handy-dandy little Delta app and see what they come up with. Oh, my gosh, look at all of these flights. My goodness. Oh, how about that? Let's let, let's take a look. First class, Delta One, which is very nice. Delta One, you know, that's their first class category. Let's see. Oh, my gosh, a whole field of flights popping up. Um, Delta One from Atlanta... It's not bad. So you could leave Atlanta at 4.30 p.m., make only one stop at JFK, and arrive in Zurich at 10.30 a.m. the following morning, $8,637. That's amazing. $8,600. And you'd get to fly 
in Delta One. Look at what Delta One offers for only $8,600 round trip, Atlanta to Zurich, 180-degree flatbed seat, chef-curated meals and plated fine dining, 18-inches entertainment screen. Al Gore could watch Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 911 on a loop. He could see all kinds of He could watch PBS to his heart's desire. Dedicated in-cabin flight attendant. Because after all, Al Gore is very important. You don't want to have a flight attendant who's not dedicated to your needs. You have a, guess what, Al, you'd get a someone, somewhere amenity kit and premium 100% recycled polyester bedding. Ding, 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 ding. Al, you get recycled bedding up there in Delta One to fly over to Zurich. And a heck of a meal service. Oh, my gosh. The meal service, oh my word! It it's you get snacks, you get you get meals, you get all kinds of, and you're on a Boeing seven sixty seven three hundred. Now that's too pedestrian for him. Way too lowbrow for Al Gore. No way is he going to fly that way. They're hypocrites. They reek. Of hypocrisy. They absolutely, it comes, it oozes from their pores. They say one thing and do another. They often are guilty of everything they project upon us. And this thing is absolutely proof positive. 1,040 jets are parked at Davos, 1,040 private jets. That's a 1,000 people who could be flying commercial. We have John Kerry. This is the clip. This is amazing. This was a a while ago. Somebody finally asked John Kerry, hey, Mr. Climate Change Activist, you're always railing about climate change. Why do you fly private? His answer is astounding. Listen. On that issue, pollution, I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh, Is that an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Uh, I negotiated the Paris scores. (laughs) Oh, no, uh, no, no. Start it. Stop it. Play it over again. I got to hear it one more time. Please, please, Yuri, play it one more time. On that issue, pollution, I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh, Is that an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Uh, I negotiated the Paris Accords uh, for the United States. I've been involved in this fight for years. I negotiated with President Xi to bring President Xi to the table so we could get Paris. And uh, I believe... The time it takes me to get somewhere. I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. But what I'm doing almost full time is working to win the battle of climate change. And in the end, uh, if I offset and contribute my life to do this, uh, I'm not going to be put on the defensive. No, nor should you, Mr. Kerry. No one should put you on the defensive because you're offsetting your carbon. Now, I'm a relatively intelligent guy. For goodness sake, somebody's got to tell me how you offset your carbon. Can I get a T-shirt made? Be sure to offset your carbon. What do you suppose that means? All right, we had you do an exercise pretending to be Al Gore explaining the hypocrisy of flying on a private jet to the World Economic Forum. Now I want you to role play. Actually, give me an actual definition. Because this kook... Has to have some thought process, right? This kook is trying to say, well, offset your carbon. I mean, he he formed the words. He said it twice. So since he offsets his carbon, is that code for something? I mean, what does offset your carbon mean? Please tell me, because I want to offset my carbon today. Today, I want to begin offsetting my carbon. Will you please tell me how to do so? 1-800-655-MIKE. 800-655-6453. We seek answers here at the Mike Gallagher Show.
When you need to say it now, text it. You can text Mike anytime at 800-655-MIKE. That's 800-655-6453. It's your direct pipeline to the happy conservative warrior. It's the MyPillow text line, 800-655-MIKE. I put some money in the jukebox for her You know she ain't a pizza Dancing to the beans Got the The Mike Gallagher Show. Will they lock me up for saying something like, you know, Sheila Jackson is fundamentally a low IQ, hateful individual? I'm just saying that I don't want to go to prison. I'm giving you a what if scenario. If I did say that, would I go to prison? And how is this going to run parallel to their decriminalization efforts, right? They, they don't want any black and brown people in prison. They want them all to be on the streets. Uh, but at the same time, they're saying that they will lock us up. In the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike. Brother, here we go. Another poll. Ron DeSantis beats Trump head to head among Trump voters, according to a a new poll. Well, I think we know how legitimate and accurate polls are, right? I mean, they went they worked out real well in November. They were spot on, weren't they? <laughs> so uh don't get too uh don't get too hot and bothered when you see the results of the latest poll. This one is from Yahoo News YouGov. Um, it's a dilemma, according to Mediaite. The dilemma Trump and non-Trump Republicans face. Respondents to the poll who are Republicans or independents who lean Republican, who are registered to vote, were asked if your state's 2024 Republican primary for president were held today, who would you vote for? Trump, and I love this. This is how biased the media is right now. Mediaite l- writes it this way. Trump held a slim lead in a slew of eight candidates. And then they list Ron DeSantis, 36%, and then Donald Trump, 37%. They put DeSantis ahead of Trump, but Trump's got more. That's how they do things. I mean, it's like, oh, Ron DeSantis, 36, Donald Trump, 37, Mike Pence, 5, Nikki Haley, 1, Glenn Youngkin, 0. Liz Cheney's got 2%. Wouldn't you like to meet those doozies who would vote for Liz Cheney? Um, speaking of Mike Pompeo, and we're going to have a chance to talk to him next week. He's got a new book out, and he's making the rounds, and we have an opportunity to interview uh, a guy who I admire greatly. I think he's uh, he's been a terrific public servant. His new book is called Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. He pulls no punches regarding Nikki Haley. Um, she, too, has published books. Uh Pompeo, according to The Guardian, The Guardian has a cop, has read the book, and they write that Mike Pompeo disparages both the role of U.N. ambassador, quote, a job that is far less important than people think, unquote, and Nikki Haley's performance in it. Pompeo writes, she has described her role as going toe-to-toe with tyrants. If so, then why would she quit such an important job at such an important time? And of course, you remember, if you're a longtime listener to this show, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't believe it that Nikki Haley was, well, throwing in the towel in Pompeo, in Pompeo's words in October of 2018. By quitting, Mike Pompeo writes, she abandoned Donald Trump just as she had the great people of South Carolina by resigning as governor. So... I uh, I sense some conflict coming. Mike Pompeo clearly not going to be getting a Christmas card from Nikki Haley next year. Looking for I'm I'm going to be sure to ask Secretary Pompeo all about his uh, opinions. I, apparently, there's a lot of really really sort of bombshell stuff in Pompeo's new book. What about him as presidential candidate? You see him filling stadiums? You feel you see Ron DeSantis filling stadiums? Do you see Glenn Youngkin filling stadiums? Maybe they would. Maybe they would. Maybe they would. But when this whole narrative that they've turned the page on Donald Trump and it's time for him to even 
Jesse uh, Jesse uh, Waters yesterday on Fox News in a kind of a lighthearted segment about Kamala Harris making the statement that Mike Pence was almost hanged by President Trump. I'm like, what? Why do we joke about something like that? We all know there were idiots who were saying hang Mike Pence on January 6th. You're blaming Trump for that? Jesse, really? And I don't know if he was being sarcastic or trying to be funny. Um, and I like him. I mean, he's, he's he does great on Fox News. You know, earlier this week, we were talking about Myra, Ly- Myra Eliason from NPR suggesting that Fox News has moved on from Trump, that they barely give him any coverage now. And, uh, you know, and people get mad at me whenever I react to this. Well, I'm not going to stick my head in the sand and pretend that there isn't an issue here. There's there's a debate about it. We don't shy away from this kind of stuff. So don't shoot the messenger. Believe me, I think it's wrong to abandon Donald Trump. I'd make the case we need Trump now more than we've ever needed him. We need him more than we needed him in 2016. But there's plenty of people who say, oh, no, I'm, I'm tired of that. I don't know. He's his mean tweets. And I, I had a guy earlier. We should we we we've captured this call. Ed in the upstate of South Carolina it was a really great exchange. You guys can't play that for me, can you? Because I know we pulled it for one of the video clips, did we? Be great to be able to play this because Ed essentially, and I had to I had to really pin him down, but his argument is that the left hates Trump so much that we should turn the page and you know carry the MAGA torch, but not with Donald Trump. And I said to him. So you're literally throwing in the towel. You're conceding and you're saying because they're so full of hate, we got to abandon him. And he didn't like to hear it that way, but when I pressed him, I think ultimately he realized that that's exactly what he was saying. That, oh, well, Trump gets people so mad and they just hate him so much, so let's go with Ron DeSantis hoping that Ron DeSantis won't be the subject of that much hatred. Do you know what they'll do to Ron DeSantis? They will do everything they can to crucify Ron DeSantis, every bit as much as they did Trump, if not more so. So I think that people who say that suffer from a naivete. You are just naively believing that it'll be all better with somebody other than Trump in terms of the way the media and the and the Democrats handle a Republican nominee. It won't be better, it'll be worse. Don't don't let, let, how about how about uh what's the phrase dance with the lady who brung you? Trump got us to the point where we could stand up to you know attempt to stand up to tyranny and look at government a different way. You doubt the accomplishments of the four years of the Trump presidency? Maybe it's time for me to remind you about that list that we've... There's a new version, too, right, Derek? You know, if a lot of thousands of people have texted the keyword Trump to our text line, our MyPillow text line, which is 800-655-MIKE. Now we've got more Trump. Text the keyword more Trump to 800-655-MIKE, and we'll send you an updated version of all the accomplishments that Trump performed while in office. If you text the keyword more Trump to our MyPillow text line, which is 800-655-6453, you'll get back uh, an updated list of all the things that Trump got done when he was in the Oval Office. And it will, it's it's a real eye-opener, because people tend to forget. So don't forget, I'm here to remind you that Fair, don't be a fair-weather fan right now and, and, and bail on somebody, especially when the argument is, well, they're going to be so mean. They're going to be, they hate him. There's so much hate. And that's what the caller, I think his name was Ed, said earlier. It, it was, let, let's play the audio. Let's, I want to play this. This is really illuminating. I want you to hear Ed, the caller in South Carolina, who uh, I want you to play here the whole exchange because he's he's a good guy too and I and listen I you can get mad at me I am reflecting what people what my audience says to me about things like next year and who's going to be the Republican nominee 
So here was the exchange earlier today with Ed in the upstate of South Carolina. Ed's in the upstate of South Carolina. Hi, Ed. Hello, sir. Hi. I, I, I have to say that Trump's record while on president was, was likely the best from a policy perspective in my lifetime. Why I want to move on with him is, unfortunately, he can't keep his mouth shut, and that drives Democrats to the polls, and it costs us the election. I think DeSantis can continue the message that Trump pushed, the agenda that Trump pushed, without the rhetoric on Twitter and the, the things that really created the hatred from the other side and got those people to the polls. That's why I think Trump needs to move on, and we need to move on to DeSantis. But you know what that strikes me, and I and I respect your opinion, Ed, but it just strikes me as you throwing in the towel and letting these guys win. I mean, it just fascinates me because, uh, you know, uh, there is huge support for Trump throughout the country still. I'm trying to be realistic here, and I'm trying to reflect what I hear from people like you, and I don't mean that I'm not trying to attack you here, but it just it, kind of, it makes me pull my hair out because because he makes the Democrats mad, you don't want to support him? I did support him. I voted for him, and so did a lot of people, but right. not enough to overcome the hatred from the other side. Right, so because the, hate, because the other side hates, we should move on. That's I mean that's essentially what you're saying. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I mean I get it. I hear no, this a I'm lot. Not, I'm not saying we should move on. I'm saying we should continue the movement. No, from him. Somebody that can allow no, us to continue from the him. movement. Because you're saying because the left hates because they're a bunch of haters, we should move on from Donald Trump. That's what you're saying, right? I want to make sure I get it straight. No, I, I, I'm saying that we're continuing the movement with Chapter Two. Chapter Two is the uh-huh. same. I, that, so you are agreeing you want to move on from him. I'm talking about him. I'll ask you a third time because the left hates so much. I appreciate everything he does. I voted for him twice. I wouldn't move on from him if he were electable. He's not electable. All right. Let's see what others say. There's Ed in South Carolina. So, you know, and and I've got friends who have that same argument about the electability uh, portion. But but you'll decide the electability. You and I get to decide that. That's what's fascinating. Nobody else decides that. We decide that. And if we say we're going to bail because the left hates so much, Wow. That's not that that sure isn't the kind of American spirit that I recognize. 800-655 Mike, let's get your reaction to it. Portions of our show brought to you by My Pillow and boy Mike's a warrior. You don't see Mike Lindell backing down and they've tried to take everything from him. Every single day. It's a joy to tell you about My Pillow. And I, I, last night I I love it. I make it real cold and we got winter weather hitting a big part of the country right now. Lots of people battling snow and ice and really frigid temperatures. Like a big dummy, I'm getting, I'm, I'm heading up to New York tomorrow for four or five days, and I'm leaving eighty degree weather for uh, rain and rainy and snow and cold. And you know what's awful about going to New York? I won't have my my pillow down blanket. This pill, I mean this, uh, this blanket is the my pillow blanket is made from white goose down. Now most competitors use duck down or down alternatives. White goose is better because it has superior insulating power, and it is good. I mean, it's it keeps me nice and warm and cozy, but it's not real heavy. Baffle box construction, which helps reduce cold spots. It's ultra soft, lightweight, yet will keep you nice and warm. Beautiful satin ribbon trim to complete the luxurious look and feel. You're going to save $90 off the regular price with my pillow when you enter the promo code Mike G. It's a great, great Opportunity for you to stay nice and cozy warm this winter. $90 off the MyPillow down blanket. Here's what you do. Go to MyPillow.com. Look for the Mike Gallagher Radio Special Square. Click on that box, and then with anything you order, enter the promo code Mike G. You'll save big, like the pillow for as low as $19.98, or the Giza Dream Sheets for $29.98, or the My Slippers $90 off. MyPillow.com, promo code Mike G. MyPillow.com, promo code Mike G. Or call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Like we love to sing. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G. For all things Mike Gallagher, go to MikeOnline.com. You'll find the stories Mike talks about every day, plus video clips, Mike on TV, and special offers exclusively for Mike Gallagher Show listeners. It's all waiting for you at MikeOnline.com. That's MikeOnline.com. The way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. 
knows where the days wound around my brain. The great Carol O'Connor, the great Gene Stapleton. The first time, the first time that show debuted, January twelfth, nineteen seventy-one. Mike, I, I don't. You were eleven. I'm a little. Oh, old. I remember it. Yeah, sure. I do too. Just an indelible mark. Born one hundred years ago today, the great classically trained actress. Gene Stapleton, who will forever be known as Edith Bunker. Gene Stapleton, born 100 years ago. One of the today. one of the rare times I get to name drop. Of course, I'm personal friends with Sally Struthers, who played uh, Gloria, uh-huh. and she told me Gene Stapleton stories over the years. She's, I mean, first of all, Gene was one of the smartest, most brilliant people Sally ever met. I mean, just a, a real sophisticated. Uh, neat lady, and uh, boy, are there stories. I, I mean, I've heard stories, and I've gotten them from Sally, which is pretty cool because, you know, she left all in the family in a huff over, I think it was a contract dispute. She wanted to do her own show, and so she left early, I think, and she didn't really want to be there, and uh, there's a whole, there was a whole, there's a lot of drama, there's a lot of drama with Sally. <laughs> so, so, to, to, on to, on to, and off the air. <laughs> yeah, to put it kindly, and she's a, she's a neat lady, and she's still working, still, still doing musical theater and touring the country, and she goes up to a Gunkwood in Maine every summer and does summer stock, and so, uh, you know, I sent her, a, I just realized I sent her a Christmas present, and I did not hear a word from her about it, so... But it either didn't check get that, there. Check that tracking number. Or yeah, it, oh yeah, or she's mad at me, which is always been, possible. Or she's, she's been listening to the show. Yeah, she's not exactly a like-minded conservative. Hey, as you might. But, but you know, but it's been one of those relationships because I know you guys have had a relationship for a really long time. A lot it's one of, of those years. things that it transcends politics, as life should when it comes to friendships and family relationships. That's we the play. way it ought to be. We toured with Love Letters, the A.R. Gurney play, and it was mm-hmm. uh, it was shortly after Denise died, and it's all and and you know spoiler alert, it's about the guy losing his 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 wife at mm-hmm. at the end, and I'm up there thinking, and they say on this in the notes from the director, don't cry, don't cry, don't don't emote, just read the because it's a cool concept. Love Letters mm-hmm. are two performers who just basically carry on a relationship over like 50 years through a series of love letters when they're kids and then through the end. And, you know, so Sally and I toured. We went to Kentucky and Ohio and India. It was really cool. It was a great experience. But every night I had to tell myself... Don't think of Denise. Don't think of Denise. Don't, you know, don't don't cry. Don't cry. It was it was it was kind of rough. And uh, I can only and, imagine. And Sally and Denise were dear dear friends. I mean, Sally Sally took uh, Denise's passing really really hard. So she had a lot of tragedy too in her life. Man oh man, she she lost a fiance to a plane crash. Uh, just all kinds of stuff has happened to people in Sally's life that's just really traumatic. So. She's a. Uh, she's. Uh, well, I'm glad she's, she's still working, and I'm, I'm glad that because she certainly was was a, a big presence in in that show, and, and of course that's what gave us you know Rob Reiner back when you could stand to look at him, uh, <laughs> and, and a, f- a final Gene Stapleton note because if anybody remember, it's funny because did did Edith actually die in All in the Family? The short answer is no. But she did in Archie Bunker's place. All in the family comes to an end, and they wanted Gene Stapleton to continue because Carol O'Connor was going to continue in a kind of a retooling of, of that whole thing. Uh, and she didn't really want to do the show. So she agreed to do like four or five shows, and then the decision was made, well, let's let's write Edith off of this uh, mortal coil. And I kind of revisited the episode not long ago where Edith has passed, and Archie, the great, and talk about classically trained acting, the yep. great Carol O'Connor, comes up to their empty bedroom that we all have seen so many times in that show, to picks up a slipper of hers. I mean, it, you talk about acting, you talk about you talk about acting and try to keep your emotions in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can YouTube at any time you want. The Archie Bunker's Place episode where Edith has passed. We celebrate her amazing life and career on what would have been her 100th birthday. They don't make it like that anymore. They, they don't, don't make them like indeed. that anymore. You are All right, correct, so sir. isn't it weird? Let's start with talking about the turning tide look at the world right now this new zealand fanatic tyrant prime minister she has a tearful mm-hmm. yeah yeah she's she's tearfully resigning you know it's just been too much for her it's just too much and the people of new zealand are turning against her i mean what's really going on is and she was one of the worst of oh, the my. worst she locked that country down. You weren't yep. allowed to leave your house. If you saw a neighbor out on the yep. on the beach, you're supposed to call the police. 
I mean, she's woke with a capital W. She uh, made Gavin Newsom look like Ron DeSantis. I mean, that's no how kidding. bad things were. That's how bad things were in, in New Zealand. Really bad. And, and meanwhile, Australia, right next door in Australia as well. You you bet. And then meanwhile is this uh, this World Economic Forum over in Davos. Oh, Lord. You know, Laura, oh, Lord is right. Oh. I, I, I have a simple question. I've got one task for my producer, Derek Klingel, to, 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 to tackle today. Yes. What form of transportation did Al Gore use to get to Davos? That's and all I want to know. Else, and everybody else, too. Do you know how I, much I, jet fuel, what kind of carbon footprint it took for all these Enviro dorks to get there for this? Have you seen the lineup of all the private jets? The oh, whole yeah. line. They have, oh, they're they yeah. all parked at, at the Davos airport or whatever it is because they all fly private. And I really want to, I'm serious. It's not rhetorical. I want to I know how Al Gore got, we know how John Kerry got there. Oh, yes. And, and here's, the, here's the bottom line. Commercial flights go into Switzerland. Yes. You could take a commercial flight. There is no need for Al Gore to fly private. Nope. He is. He has. He's a absolute grifter. He has scammed the world. He's one of the richest guys right now, off of the whole green energy, uh, you know, mm. charade. I mean, how does any? And did you see him ranting oh, and raving you like a loser? This is why the oceans are boiling and why rain bombs are everywhere, <laughs> sucking the moisture out of them. Dude, what? Oce- oceans are roiling oh. and boiling. This man needs a, some medication or a, something. I mean, and he just comes back for stuff like this. Man. Who's at Davos? And I'm, I, you know, you look at the list of co- alleged conservatives who are there. Mm-hmm. Tells you a lot. There's that, uh, what's her name, Salazar. You got the uh, Hispanic Republican congresswoman from here in Florida. All she's about are illegals. All she wants to do is protect illegals. Forget her own constituents. She wants to make sure illegals have a a welcoming place here in the United States. do you, subscribe, got, do you do you subscribe to the, the whole World Economic Forum? As I mean, it's not so much. It's not of a of a kin to the old conspiracy stuff about the Bilderbergs and the Trilateral Commission, all that nonsense. But there is the Great Reset theory. I, mean, I don't know if Charlie Kirk wrote that book or just sells a lot of them. The, the whole notion that this is there's something going on here, and of all all of yesterday's conspiracy theories are today's headlines in right. terms of global elites conspiring, literally conspiring themselves to bring about various changes, some of them electorally and some of them not. Is the World Economic Forum just a bunch of liberal cranks, or is there something really sinister there that we should pay attention to? I believe there's a sinister and nefarious agenda. These are globalists. These are people who hate America. They want to blame America for everything. Of course, the uniparty theory comes to play here, and I do think that these are global elitists who uh, are are exactly what we feared when we talk mm-hmm. about the new world order? Tell everybody whole- d- define the uniparty because I'm I'm intrigued by the recent usage of it's almost a hashtag yeah, these days. That's the a new u- thing. The uniparty concept is yeah, well, it's it's just Republicans and Democrats, one big uh, established machine of establishments. Yep. You know, uh, the the these uh, establishment politicians who secretly do sort of backroom deals with each other and they yeah, scratch each right. other's back. There's no distinction, and of course. Trump and Trumpism and MAGA is the l- polar opposite of any of that. That's, that's what correct. they hate about it. And that's I mean, exact because Trump was so conservative. That was part of the hatred. It had such a conservative agenda. Right. But the establishment of both parties hated him. And the uniparty concept is, sure, Republicans and Democrats say separate, say different things, stand for different things, vote different ways in certain ways. But there's so much shared space there in terms of perpetuating the establishments that are in such deep concrete and and, um, so, yes, and it's not just politics, Mark. Look at the media. Now, I'm a Fox News Channel guy. Um, I, I know many of the people over there for years. Sean Hannity and I go way back. You and Sean go way back. We all know mm-hmm. folks over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching Tucker Carlson every night. Uh, I, I appreciate Jesse Waters. He's a, he's obviously one of Jesse's their rising. Awesome. Well, he's awesome until you, until he's not. Did you hear him yesterday on The Five? said literally, here's his quote, Mike Pence almost got hung by his president. He was making a point. Uh, they, were, they were talking about um, Jesse Waters mocking an article about Kamala Harris published by Politico. Right. And, and it, it got into this whole thing. Jesse was talking about um, uh, pre- vice presidents being thrown under the bus by their presidents. 
And, uh, you know, it was an article about Kamala Harris and how right, tough she, how she great needs to things get out are. There and, and, and rediscover herself, redefine but, herself. But she's, she's loving, she's a nor- Yeah, everything's fine. And she's I having a good that. year. Wasn't okay. he kind of having some fun here? It's like when you, when you, when you sort of in a, in a Jesse kind of way, because I don't think he subscribes, as Pence himself does, to the enormous gravity of insurrection imagery. I, I don't think. I wouldn't it. joke about that because it's a very serious issue. There, I and agree. here's what, and the mainstream media immediately glommed onto it, pointing out oh, that there were chance of hang Mike Pence after he wouldn't go along with Trump's plan uh, in in 2020. So when Jesse Waters, even as a joke, throws out there that Mike Damn. Pence was almost hanged by his president, that's yeah. a real slur against Donald Trump. And But let me finish my thought here, because this is important. There's a lot of people who have a theory that Fox News is evolving dramatically, that yeah. that, that it's very well, subtle. Devolving, but or whatever. Exactly. Devolving. That they're in a done, different, different way. They're done Mara Liason the other day from NPR was on, on a Fox show, I think with Howie Kurtz, and she said yeah. it's very clear that media like Fox News Channel and the New York Post, they're done with Trump. They want they want somebody new, and they want to turn the page. They may and, be, but well, meanwhile, News Newsmax and One America, they're not. You know, they're, it's 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 a big wide uh, it's a big wide landscape, and that's okay. There. But that's I think people need to be aware of it because that's, sometimes when you yes have a, have an awareness of it because when you're watching one of your favorite shows, there might be a subtle effort. To, mm-hmm. to uh, advance an agenda that you're not even recognizing. And mm-hmm. when, when a guy that I like, like Jesse, says something that kind of goofy about yeah. you know, Donald Trump didn't try to hang Mike Pence. I, 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 would, I, I wouldn't overanalyze. I, I've got something we can analyze. Uh, sure. You and I, it was literally yesterday, we said Trump is running. Obviously, he has announced. But it hasn't been like the most active campaign. He just sees kind of running and, you know, hasn't been a whole lot going on. The next two weekends, he's in the Carolinas. He's in North Carolina this weekend for a memorial service for, was it Diamond or Silk who passed away? It was Diamond. Diamond. Right? Mm-hmm. And you know where he is the following Saturday, the 28th? Mike Gallagher country, South Carolina, the great Palmetto State, for a big, big rally. You know who one of the special guests is? That would be Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham at a MAGA rally, which, which makes people's heads explode. Does that mean Lindsey Graham is a reliable conservative and an ally to the Trump agenda, or is he the establishment uh, you know, squish that many have believed him to be? Well, Lindsey's got a really peculiar relationship with the constituents of South Carolina. And as you know, I spend a lot of time there. So I, yeah, I talk I to people all the time. And they, they're, people are real unhappy with Senator Graham. And so that's going to be an interesting dynamic because you're right. Heads are going to explode mm-hmm. because on the one hand, people want to support Trump. On the other hand, they ain't real big fans of Lindsey Graham right now. And I, it's going to be, uh, I think ultimately, you know, Bill Bennett had an explanation of Lindsey Graham that I thought was perfect. He said, Lindsay's like the, the, the family dog. You love your family dog. You own the family dog. Once in a while, the family dog piddles on the carpet, and you got to bop him a little bit over the over the nose with a, with a wadded-up piece of paper. That's that's sort of South Carolina's relationship, I think, with Senator Graham. And I, I say that with full disclosure. I like him. I love, always oh, like Senator I, Graham. I, I like him I, more than I don't. There's more good Lindsay than yep. bad Lindsay. There's a lot there of good Lindsay. Is. There's a Espe- lot of good Especially Lindsay. with regard to Trump and the Trump agenda. He's been a pretty strong ally for the Of course the he Trump oh, year. he's been unwavering, frankly. Yeah. I mean he's had some moments where he's he got all yeah. hysterical over January sixth, but they yeah. all did. And I want to yep. give them some grace. If you're under your desk cowering, you probably uh, get impacted in a way that you and I probably don't sit in our comfortable our, our comfortable studios. I, I asked Mike Pence th- that very question. I said, maybe your your view of this is a little colored because you were the guy that had 800 folks uh, that they were you know, coming looking for your head on a platter. That might... Uh, I know uh, we're running out of time. i got to yes, ask go you about George Santos. I, I mean, this is such a problem, and I don't get it. Is I, it? I, well, let me ask you this. It if you're Kevin McCarthy in House Republican leadership, yep. are you going to give him committee assignments? Okay, good point. Uh, you do, you don't hound him to resign. People in his district no. wanted wanted a Republican person. They got a Republican person. He lied Correct. like a dog to get elected. Uh, his service will either will or will not outweigh that, and the voters will have their say in it pretty soon because you're always running in the house. But the guy's a flake, that, and, you, and I don't total, know. It's a good point. Maybe we don't give him high visibility stuff. I mean, uh, well, if they're not I high visibility. He's he's on like the banking commission or whatever. But sure, but, but yes, I. Well, yes, but, but, yeah. but why? But why? I asked some insiders about this yesterday. They said, well, the, the voters of New York elected him. He yep. gets committee assignments. Why? 
Why do you have to wait? Because that's the way Washington works. Because then, because by not doing so, you're kind of punishing the voters by saying we, we are we are going to strip your guy of all influence. So well, he's I, in office. He got I, the job. I know. I, know, I don't I think you just go, don't give him a promotion. I'm going to give six sixty seconds back at you because you remember it was day before yesterday that you you affectionately came after me for not being a quote unquote real cowboy fan because I'm not predicting they beat the Niners. Uh, I'm predicting nothing. Uh, I had a lot of support from my end of this. Say, Mike, uh-huh. we've, we've been, you've you've seen this novel for thirty years. We've had our hearts broken. We'll right. believe it when we will believe it when we see it. I, I'm I'm making I'm making the mistake. I'm starting to emotionally invest. I I don't expect them to win. I'm not predicting them to win specifically, but I, my theory is that maybe they're tired, Mike. Maybe the Cowboys are tired, and here's what I mean. Tired of the lack of postseason success. That Dak Prescott is tired of being asked whether he's worth the money. That Mike McCarthy is tired of people wondering about the preparation and urgency of his coaching. And if they're tired enough of that, anything can happen Sunday. You could spend a thousand hours on the psychiatrist chair over yep. your relationship You're with the Dallas Cowboys, oh, no, when, and they've me, never come to a conclusion. Me and a few million other people. Exactly. <laughs> they've done this to us. They've done this we've to been, us. We know this. We've seen this movie before. We have All indeed. Right. All right, man. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Mike Gallagher there for you as soon as we're done at 10 on 660 AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.